0: Alright, you can get your Bibles ready. Galatians chapter 6. And just once you get to Galatians 6, just stay there for a second. I'll get us warmed up and get us into this. We'll dig into the Word together. I'm, I'm looking forward to what God will do through these stories. Which, you know, I say this often, it's more than just stories. It's actually history. It's His story. As some like to play on words. It's history that He saw fit to write down so we could read it thousands of years later. And it could still change our life. Man. Throughout time, it never its message doesn't dull or weaken or lessen in any way. It's here to change our life. I'm just pumped about that. But if you're in Galatians six, you can just camp there for a minute and we'll get to the scripture in just a moment. But let me just share an, an illustration. I thought this was just hilarious. A group of seminary students gathered in the chapel one day as the dean challenged them not to pray for a large church because of the stress and the problems and worries that go with it. And so the next year, one of the students who graduated, he returned with his testimony. He said, I did ask God for a big church. However, I also asked God for a pretty wife. My prayer was almost answered Instead of getting a big church and a pretty wife, I got a pretty church and a big wife. <laughs> so I'll, I'll ask you just for self-reflection. And please, I'll just ask you for self-reflection. How was 2022 for you? And you don't have to answer out loud. I, because I, I understand and I'm sensitive to not, not all of us necessarily walk the same journey throughout the year. Some of you have had great testimonies, and I'm celebrating God and, and celebrating right with you. I give him praise. I love seeing miracles in your life and in the church, and all of us should. We should get excited, but I know that some of you haven't seen your miracle, and, and you might be still asking for that, and you might have had moments of sorrow and grief, and you've had to navigate that this year, and so I just ask, you know, I mean, was it a, 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 an unforgettable year, or was it a year you'd rather forget? It's a new year, and here we go. We talk about a fresh start, right? Everybody gets their resolutions ready, or you get your disdain for resolutions ready, and you're like, I don't do resolutions, right? It's that time of year, and, and don't worry. Starting next week through the rest of January, we're gonna I'm going to launch a series called Shape Up, and we're going to get through shaping up spiritually that God wants by following attributes of Christ to be more like him. I'm excited about that, but we had to start here, this year. This January 1, 2023, God, what are you saying to the rock? What are you saying to us? And that's what I've sought God for. And several weeks ago, I feel like God sort of started planting the seed, and even last night, continued to reveal it to me. I look forward to this coming year, not because God said that he was just going to pour out incredible blessings, not just because he said he was going to bust the doors off this place with people, but because he reminded me to be faithful with the mission he gave. Now, I'll be completely transparent with you. At first, I was so disappointed when God told me, be faithful with the mission. I'm like, hang on now. How am I supposed to get up on Sunday morning at the rock and get everybody all riled up and excited? 2023, here we come. And, and instead of telling you all the amazing things God's going to do and how he's just going to blow your socks off, I'm here and God instructs me to say, be faithful to the mission. Now, in my carnal flesh, I'm like, God, you got, you got to help me. You got to do a little better. I, got to, I need a little more excitement for Sunday morning. But even in, in my studies and in my in prayers, even last night, God sort of just broke my spirit and, I, and it's like a light bulb finally went off. I'd been reading about these things for the last couple of weeks. You know, we knew we were gearing up for this. And it's like the Holy Spirit reminded me and brought to my memory this, that, you know, if God has a mission for you to carry out, that means that there's some pretty awesome things that he's going to do. He doesn't just go after a mission or give you a mission for it to just be a big nothing burger. Right? When God sets someone on a mission, it's because he's got stuff to get done, and it's not petty stuff that doesn't make history. It's actually stuff that's worthy of being written down. That's pretty good to me, and so I'm just here to say, look, This is a a new year, yes, and I'm excited about it. But God wants to remind us that it's the same mission as we move into 23. The same mission that he's given us to carry, the mandate to make disciples, the mandate to be more like him, to become like Christ, right? Even as as our mission here at the church, we are going to build strong foundations of faith. We're going to become more like Christ, and we're going to be the church that he's called us to be and that our community needs. The mission is the same, even though it's a fresh new year. And God is saying, if we will be faithful with that mission, then he will bless. He's going to accomplish something in that mission, but it's completely contingent on us being faithful. It's completely contingent. That's why in some of the stories that we'll read, God doesn't lay out all the things. Hey, I'm going to do this for you. Elijah, I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to take you up in a whirlwind when your life is over. Just be faithful. Don't get depressed and discouraged when Jezebel's coming after you, right? Or Elisha. He doesn't lay it out for Elisha. Hey, you're going to get a double portion. You're going to get, you're going to get the uh, the anointing from Elijah passed down to you. God doesn't lay all this out. It's just about being faithful. And then you get to even Jonah, it's about being faithful. God doesn't lay out how he's going to delay the destruction of Judah through his, you know, Jonah just sees that he's going to, to minister to his enemy. He doesn't see the big picture. God doesn't lay it all out. He just says, will you be faithful with the mission that I've entrusted you? You see, that's just, it hit me last night. And finally, like, I was ready. I'm like, okay, God, I'm going to preach what you told me to preach. And it's like, God, I I just had to sort of wise up and the doorbell, you know, or light bulb. Oh, you know, when you go to accomplish something, God, it's usually not second rate, second best. It's, It's history worthy. And so if you're telling me to tell The Rock that we are to be faithful with the mission, it means that you've got some stuff you want to get done. And God may not be laying that out and telling me specific, oh, he's going to do, he's going to bless, you know, X amount of this and X amount of that. He don't even need to now because we should be excited to hold on to the fact that if God has a mission that he's given us and we are to run with it, he's got some stuff he wants to do and it is going to be good. Amen. Amen. You can look to your neighbor, just say, it's going to be good. All right. Galatians chapter six. We'll start in verse 6. If you would, if you're there, stand with me in reverence to God's word. Chapter 6, verse 6. We're going to dig right into this. We'll read through verses 6 through 10. We'll pray one last time and let the Holy Spirit move. Verse 6 says, Let him who has taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows of the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary in doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. That's the verse I'm running with this, this year. Verse 10, Therefore... As we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Can we pray one last time. Lord Jesus I thank you and I praise you for your word already. I thank you for your scripture for the history God that we can look back on. We can glean some wisdom some direction on God. I just pray right now that you would just help us as we as Lord I pray you'd anoint me to deliver the message that you've instructed me to share this morning. God that we would all be inspired not by Shane but by the scripture God. By your inspiration that you've written down for us to see and learn from God. Please Help us to be inspired by it, God. Please help us to run with the mission, to be reminded, to be encouraged. God, that as some of us might be discouraged, I pray encouragement would just flood our hearts, God, that we'd be able to run with the vision and the mission. God, and those of us who may have had the mountaintop blessings, God, please keep us, sustain us, God, that we'd get through this year. We thank you and praise you. Bless our time together in the name of Jesus. And everyone said. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. I think you already understand, but the the point and the big idea today is to remain faithful to the mission God gave you. He'll take it from there. See, I understand, and I'm just like you, and the fact that we roll into the new year, and I say, okay, God, what are you going to do this year? What blessings are you going to pour out? What prayers are you going to answer? And I'm right there with you, and I'm asking God, what are you going to do? And I feel like God is saying hang on a second, hang on, you're, you know, it's like the excited child that wants to open the Christmas gifts before we even read the Christmas story. I'm like, son, you better slow down. Let's, first things first. And God is saying, yes, it's a new year, but it's the same mission. And I want to pour out blessings, but I need you to be faithful with the mission that I gave you. I want a great revival to come and I want blessings and prosperity, but you must be faithful with the mission I've already gave you. It's just like Jesus says, right? Seek first the kingdom. We sing about it. We read about it. Seek first the kingdom and then all these will be added, right? Seek first things first. Okay. I love that in our study and here here with Galatians, you know, Paul, as he's writing to this group in Galatia, he's basically telling them that they need to keep Keep doing what they're doing. Keep going. What if that was God's word to you? In the new year, he's saying, keep on going. I don't know if you've seen the movie Facing the Giants, right, where the coach is looking at the boy. He's blindfolded, and he has to do, I forget what they're called. Somebody help me out. What are those things? It's like the crab walk or suicides. He's got a kid on his back, and basically he's got to crawl the length of a football field, but he doesn't know it. You ought to watch it. It's a Christian film facing the Giants, the coach is there screaming at him, just, just don't quit. He's saying, just don't quit. Just keep taking one step. That's all you got to worry about. Just not quitting. And you know, the kid thinks he's going to go like, I don't know, 10 or 15 yards and ends up going the whole length of the football field. It's it's awesome scene from the movie. And so here we are, new year and, and God wants to do so much. I know it, but he's saying, like the Apostle Paul tells the churches in Galatia, don't grow weary in doing good. Whatever 22 looked like, don't let that taint what you look forward to in 2023 if you're discouraged, or if you think, well, God blessed me so much in 22. could he really continue to bless me in 23? I know there's so many different dynamics that we've got in the room. You might look back and be like, man, 22 was rough. God, does that mean that you're just not hearing my prayers? You're not answering what I I need? No, no, no. Just like the Apostle Paul says, let us not grow weary while doing good. And he doesn't just end it there, which is encouraging, because he could have probably just ended it there and put a period. But there's a comma. For in due season, meaning it's coming, it is coming, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. But see, there was that if, that qualifier. If, meaning, well, if I do lose heart, if, if I quit, if I just give up on you, God. And God is saying to us, be faithful to the mission. I love it how in, in our study of the churches of Revelation, the several Wednesdays that we, that we took to get through all seven You look at the two churches that God spoke to that he had no rebuke for. He had nothing bad to say. was Smyrna and Philadelphia. And I love those examples, and we can glean wisdom from them this morning. The first, because they represent both our dynamics that might be in the room. First, you have Smyrna. They were known as the persecuted church. Those that were in the study, you know what I'm talking about. You can help me when I slip up and I I say them backwards. Smyrna was the persecuted church they were known for that but what God says to them is he he realizes that they're the persecuted church but they didn't quit they didn't grow weary they didn't give up which is another way of saying you were persecuted you went through hell and back but you were faithful and then we have Philadelphia well Philadelphia is on the other extreme they weren't known as the persecuted church But they were known as being faithful with their works. God has nothing bad to say to the church of Philadelphia. He just says, keep on what you're doing. I see your works. They're good. You're the faithful church. You see how the both dynamics? Well, one, they just have been through a rough. And God says, I see that you're being faithful. Keep it. Keep it going. Don't quit. Same mission. It might be a new year. Don't quit. It's the same mission. Keep running. And then Philadelphia, well, it wasn't so bad there compared to the, you know, to Smyrna. But God still says, hey, I see your works. Don't quit. Keep running with that mission. Keep going. And here we are at the Rock. Hundreds of years later, different continent. And God's saying, I see your works. Don't quit. I see your good works. Keep them going. Because I kept wondering throughout the the study, as we got into the near. I said, okay, God, which of these are you saying is is like the rock? Because I personally believe, and I know there's different different perspectives on this, but I believe that the seven churches of Revelation reflect any church that would exist in modern day. Because the whole purpose of the seven churches is to provide correction when needed or to provide wisdom in these two cases where there was no correction he commends them and says keep going i think that's all for us and that's why it's so important that god says to john to write it down and why it's so important so much so that god says that just by even reading the book of revelation you're blessed just food for thought in case you've missed the last few wednesdays i just because it's it's no coincidence that God is leading us on this journey of learning about these churches getting to the new year and then he's saying, okay Okay, rock. I See your works don't quit Don't be discouraged Keep going Some of you might be discouraged and we're going to look at a couple characters here Throughout the bible in case in case being a, a, a church doesn't connect and hit home enough we'll look and narrow it down right to an individual level. And I, I will kind of personify the message through these people. And we'll start with Elijah. If you want to go there with me, you can. But First Kings chapter 19. First Kings chapter 19. I made the mistake of not putting my little sticky note, so I've got, I got to find it with you. First Kings 19. We're just going to read a few verses. I'm inspired by stories like this. And you probably already are familiar with this story. So if you look outside this building, you'll see the plaque, and that this was Mark, Car- Mark Carmel is how it was founded, the name Mark Carmel. And here we see the story that comes from that, where Elijah had just, God had used him in such a great way through the prophet, of overcoming the prophets of Baal. That's in chapter 18, if you want to read it later. But here in 19, after this amazing feat that had just happened, God had just done an incredible thing through Elijah's obedience and through Elijah. An absolute miracle had just happened. Again, homework for you, chapter 18. But verse, uh, chapter 19, verse 1, I'm just going to read a few verses here. This is where we're at. And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done. Again, because it had been spectacular. Also, how he had executed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me, and more also, if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And when he saw that, he arose and ran for his life. He went to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. Verse 4, But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree. And he prayed that he might die and said, It is enough now, Lord, take my life, for I am no better than my father's. I don't know about you, but there have been times where I can relate to Elijah. And sometimes I know we get frustrated when, when we read the story like an outsider, we get frustrated with Bible characters, don't we? We're like, Elijah, what is wrong with you? You just had this amazing victory. God just used you in in a miracle. And yet here, this woman is upset with you. And now that'll be a separate message another time. This woman is upset with you and it has done messed you up so much. You want to die. I've, I'm fighting hard not to, <laughs> he done messed, she messed you up, and so when we're on the outside looking in, we get mad at Elijah, we're like, what is wrong with you, Elijah, but now if we jump in the story with him, don't we do this so often, we see God do a miracle in someone's life, and, or even in our own life, and then it comes time for us, and, and, and things are getting rough, and we're like, God, just kill me. This is the worst. This is, I can't take it. You're, are you going to answer my prayer? Are you going to get me through this? I feel like not. God, just please take me. Beam me up, Scotty. You if you're there, you know Star Trek. Right? It, it, on the outside looking in, we kind of want to slap Elijah. But when we kind of put ourselves in his shoes, there are times in life when we're, we fall into that discouragement. Can we, we'll just label it as discouragement. I can relate to that, where you just feel at times discouraged. Like, yeah, God, I know You did all these things, and I, I see the miracles, I've seen them, I see what You're doing. But right now, I just, I'm just discouraged because now I feel like there's just so much coming after me. I don't know that I can take it, right? And God wants Him to be faithful with the 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 mission. And I won't read the rest of it. I'm giving you all kinds of text you can go home and read, and you know you, we can talk about it. You've got some homework. But first Kings nineteen, here we go, F- verses one through four, we see he wants to die, and you could continue reading on God is telling him to be faithful, to be faithful to the mission, Get up, get going. And what does Elijah do? Well, he finally stops the pity party and he does and i and I say that lightly because I mean At times, I'm right there with Elijah. If I can be just honest, transparent, there's times I'm right with Elijah. I get depressed and discouraged just like anybody else. And I say, God, just, we just do something. Right? Can anybody relate to that? Or maybe it's just me and it's, it's all right. But God says, be faithful. Here we go. I'm going to continue to remind you it's a new year, but it's the same mission. God's saying, be faithful to the mission. Go ahead, get up. It's going to be all right. I totally understand the discouragement. I can't imagine how discouraged Jesus must have felt and obviously overcame when he, I mean, if you saw the last episode of Chosen, since Brother Aaron brought that up, he's trying to, he finally gets around to telling his hometown that I am the law of Moses, right? I love that scene. You got to watch it. I am. I'm God. I'm the Messiah. I can't imagine the discouragement of how people would have responded, right? Right. Jesus overcame that discouragement. You could continue in in the scripture, uh, this book, 1 Kings and into 2 Kings. You could read even about how next in line you've got Elisha. And I love that whole dynamic of him and Elijah because Elisha, hadn't been offered anything yet by Elijah in terms of a blessing. All Elisha knows is Elijah and him are traveling. Elijah looks over to Elisha, and I'm giving you the paraphrase cliff notes, okay? There's a lot of scriptures and words, okay? Elijah looks over to Elisha, he says, stay here, God wants me to go go on much farther. Elisha's like, nope, not happening. I'm going to stay with you. I am with you. I will be faithful to you. See, Elijah hadn't offered up anything yet. It was faithfulness. Well, now, if you continue to read the story, I can't imagine what it must have felt like for Elisha. L- we'll just sort of help you kind of think of it. If you're sitting where you are in your pew, and God decides to come get me with chariots of fire and take me straight to heaven, right in front of your eyes, would that not be amazing? I think you would never forget that experience in that moment, right? Right okay that's what was coming for Elisha he had no clue that that was coming he also had no clue that he would be anointed with the blessing the mantle would be passed down from Elijah that would go to Elisha but it took and required the faithfulness of nah I'm gonna stay by your side I'm gonna keep on with you that we go back to Galatians where he says if You do not lose heart. Do not grow weary in doing good. For in due season you will reap if you don't lose heart.